0: Okay, I think we're live. So I'm so excited. We're going to have Jamie Spence today, who is an amazing, powerful woman, 21st century woman, entrepreneur, head designer for YC Clothing, financial advisor with SagiCore. She's a mom. She's a vlogger. Jamie Spence has definitely figured out how to balance her passions her responsibilities as well as her career to get the best out of life so that's the discussion we're going to be having today for all your questions usually we take questions at the end please use the questions tab right next to the comment section so that we can just go through those at the end All right, so I'm waiting a little bit for Jamie to hop on as well as for other viewers to join us for our start at Mm 7. So in the meantime, as I said, just go ahead and throw your questions into the questions section at the bottom so that when we are finished with our conversation, we'll have Jamie come in and answer those for you all right so here is jamie let's have her join jamie how are you
1: i'm good i'm good i'm still in work clothes got told Mm -hmm. too long ago but wow you look look good good. thank you am i well (laughs) am i well lit you're well lit.
0: And you can well hear lit. me? We can hear you, we can see you, we can feel okay. you. <laughs> so I'm still up with a high from yesterday's live on Twitter, the pre-show. For Ooh. all of you guys that tuned in, we got to start our conversation yesterday with Jamie's yes. friends to see exactly... What is that we can learn from Jamie in regards to balancing our career or responsibilities and our passions to get the best out of life. All right. So we have a few of our viewers in. So we're going to start our conversation. Sure.
2: Because
0: this will be saved on your page. On the page. Cool. All right, Jamie. So I always speak about as yes, the entrepreneur the mommy the vlogger <laughs> the head designer but could you tell me about yourself you tell us who is Jamie Spence
1: um well Jamie is all those things I guess now but um, I'm also a sister and of course a daughter mm-hmm. um and uh, I mean those things were clearly how I first came into this world um I'm the baby of the family yes so I've assumed that role quite well by allowing everyone to do everything for me, <laughs> <laughs> joking, but yeah, you know, so, um, but yeah, I was always very, um, ambitious from yeah. prep school, selling coloring book pages, like I'd photocopy them, get my dad to photocopy them and I'd sell them at school and I'd sell gum. I'm mm-hmm. sure I shouldn't have been doing any of those things, but I was doing it and, uh, yeah, just a tomboy, very active. So I think that just translated into later life. It it had its benefits, clearly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Jamie in a nutshell, other than what you guys know now. So it seems like you already had that
0: entrepreneurship blood flow, you
1: from the very get-go. Definitely. Uh, My dad had his own business, so I grew up seeing him live that life, you know, having his own company. And so I guess it was just in me naturally to want to follow in his footsteps in that way yeah so, yeah so it just started from early on and he definitely supported me you know doing having my line He's, he passed um about eight years ago but mm-hmm. he was definitely supportive of me being my own boss <laughs> yes mm-hmm. so could you tell us about that journey to being a business owner in jamaica yeah well it was really more um i did want to have my own business so in high school you know the T shirts were a big deal at that time in terms of Jamaican brands. Maybe um, mm-hmm. you're too young to, to remember Kimberley, but um, back in my time when I was like in sixth form, you know, Kuya was big, the, right. woman, the girl was big. There were a bunch of just Jamaican brands out there. And, you know, we would be at every craft fair. Um, when we got to UA, we were selling, um, selling at all the events and doing fashion shows and I would just sell t-shirts from my trunk at school so it was you know it started off me just wanting a business but then of course kind of seeing what was happening um, in just fashion in Jamaica we thought that we could contribute something different so we did t-shirts yes but we also used to stylize our t-shirts like we cut, cut off the necks put sequin all sorts of madness on the t-shirts I don't know why anybody bought. that don't know anybody bought them, but, yeah, you know, we tried to just make it a little bit more fashionable than just a regular tea. Um, yeah, so that's really where it was birthed from, just wanting to enter the market, but with a difference.
0: Yeah. So how did that change when you became a mother?
1: Uh, well, yeah, a lot changed. <laughs> I mean, a lot happened even in between starting the line and being a mom. Yes. Um, as I was saying on the Twitter live last night, I started the line as I left sixth form. And so I was 18 at the time of starting UE and I'm 34 now. So I've been doing it for 16 years and I had my son when I was 30. So it was 12 years of a lot of hustle and, you know, just um, evolution of the brand and changing the dynamics of it, changing the brand image. Um, Definitely, clearly from being 18 to a 34 year old woman, the brand has evolved as I've evolved. And so my son being in equation now, it, it did put a halt to that dream or passion because now it became, I'm mommy, I have to go into survival mode. And when I say survival mode, it, yeah. was, like, it was really just me wanting a more stable financial life for my, right. for my child. And so I did have to park it for a while. I stopped doing the brand for like a year and a half um after I had him. But, you know, I got into another career as I'm sure will come out during the rest of the discussion. And -hmm. so I was able to start it back up again, but with a little bit more structure.
0: Right. So you speak about wanting financial Mm -hmm. stability. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: So what move did you take to gain that? Yeah, well, that definitely involved getting an nine to five. (laughs) (laughs) But um, what I did also was not just to a nine-to-five that i knew i would eventually hate and probably eventually want to leave which is what happened with all my other 95s previously i said if i'm going to go back in the workforce it has to be something that i want to do and i have it has to be flexible i'm not a desk person i cannot just sit around a desk
2: Mm -hmm. punching numbers
1: all day so i had to find a job that was going to be sustainable but also allow me to still um you know execute my passion and that's something so critical like if you do want to have a nine-to-five and still have your side hustle they kind of need to work together you know i even spoke about that last night about finding that dynamic where they can just seamlessly work together where they're not competing with each other because okay. you're going to get frustrated and so my job now as a financial advisor at Cedricor is flexible. It's like, it's kind of like you run your own business. Nobody mm-hmm. tells you when to come into work. Nobody tells you when to leave. Um, you structure your day. So I clearly can you know, just make myself available to mm-hmm. what might pop up. But yeah, so it, that was very crucial for me to get in a job, use, um, I did econ at UA, So mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to get back into finance. And right. this was just the best, this seemed like the best option for me finance
0: flexibility yeah <laughs> so <laughs> that's a very good point and yesterday yeah. you brought up a, a point about uh, the ethics about having a nine-to-five and a side hustle mm-hmm. that there is a kind of ethical way to go about it mm-hmm. could you expound on that for me for other yeah. persons who have uh, big dreams but they have the nine-to-five
1: for stability And by the way, hello to people who are joining in, as my cousin just joined, and some other people. Welcome. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so last night, what I was speaking on is, while you're still trying to work on your side hustle, but in that nine-to-five position, it's so important to not have them compete in a way that you are now... slacking off on your responsibilities at your Mm 95 you don't want it to become where that boss one has to let you go because more than likely you're still in the 95 to to sustain the side hustle or -hmm. to at least pay your bills while your side hustle is growing so you want to be very conscious about that relationship um that you have at your 95 and don't burn bridges don't you know come back come to work late because you were working on the side hustle, you're going out to lunch using your lunch hour to the side hustle stuff but you come back late, you're too tired to do the 9-to-5 stuff because you're up late doing the side hustle stuff you have to make sure that at the end of the day, nobody can say anything bad about how you worked in their environment even if it's a job that you don't like right now, you want people to always have good things to say about you Mm -hmm. um, an example I gave was um I was a uh, I was working in PR for about three or four years, um, with Garrett Communications. I always have to shout out Naomi because <laughs> I learned so much from working with her for yes. those years. And, you know, she was big on relationships. You know, she said always ensure that you treat people well. People like you, they'll work with you. You know, that's so important. Do Bernie Bridges. And so when I left Garrett Communications, and even after a couple of years, when I started SagerCore, a lot of the clients that I was able to approach to be my clients through SagerCore were clients that we had at Garrett Communications. So calling them, they were like, oh, Jamie, sure, come meet with me. No problem. You know, I had people like, even if I can't, you know, do any plans with you, I can definitely give you a list. Um, I've had clients through Garrett Communications do that for me. Just put me on to a bunch of people, just because they they liked me. You know, I was I did my work. Who knows that Garrett Communications? They know that I would always be respectful in meetings, and you know, Naomi knew she could send me out to events with the clients, and I wouldn't embarrass her. <laughs> so, um, so that was so crucial. As I tell persons, you don't know what that could lead to, and how it will help you in your other endeavors just because of how you treated people at the job that you have now so you know don't feel like you're too high and mighty to do the work exactly um, you know just to even as i said at kimberly i was as i said i used to jump around and do you know i worked at building and i worked i actually worked at um an advertising agency at one point
2: mm-hmm. as a
1: assistant to the sales manager so it was kind of a role that they created for me, and this was a job that I was, I called it my Sophia Amoruso moment, if you know who that is, um, mm-hmm. she was the CEO of Nasty Gal, and you know, made a billion dollars before she was even 30, but mm-hmm. she speaks about it in her girl boss book, about just getting a job one time because she needed to do surgery and she needed health insurance, so she mm-hmm. was still running her online business, but. You know, she did this little job just to get the insurance. And I remember I had a job like that where I said, I didn't want too much pressure. I just wanted to do the work, get paid. (laughs) Because I'm still doing my my side hustle. And so sometimes, and it clearly it was not a job that I felt good about because they would honestly have me sometimes, and not to put down anyone for this, but I would sometimes be like answering the front desk phone and sometimes people would come in and they'd see me at the front desk, and this time I'm running my, my clothing line, you know, so I know people are like, "Guess <laughs> the yeah, so clothing line not doing so well, but, you know, I mean, I tried to, so that job really humbled me, because, you know, I just said, boy, I, I know why I'm here,
2: I'm mm-hmm. just here to
1: get the check, so that I can, you know, support my business, I mm-hmm. got to buy my, my car out of that, or at least make the payments so yeah so sometimes you just have to humble yourself and do things that you don't want to right now for the greater good right and i love that you talk about delayed
0: gratification yes so you're gonna do what you need to do to get where you want to go how do you keep focused on, your, on what it is that you're doing so instead of saying oh i'm just in this job and then after I'd be like, you know what? Let me just stick with this. Forget what I wanted to do when I started. How do you remember where it is that you're
1: heading and not get caught up in current? Yeah. Well, funny enough, at the time, I mean, now I know there's a lot of talk about vision boards and writing down your goals. I mm-hmm. mean, at that period in my life, when I was in my 20s, it wasn't a big thing. Like, I don't remember anybody even talking about that. Um, but I guess I, I guess I did write it down. I'm assuming I wrote it down because I love... I always had some little notebook writing, in. So that was more it, just writing down the things that I want, revisiting it, um, and then just sometimes if it's in you, if it's embedded in you, you might not even need to write it down. It's just you're just so like tunnel vision. I know what I want. I know why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not caring what people say sometimes too. I've had to learn that. I mean, I'm not saying I'm super thick skinned or anything but for the most part i try to just move ahead and only care about the opinions of people that matter um which is myself and god and my family and my good friends yes so yeah that's it you just have to kind of forget what life looks like i know a lot of the times kimberly people get distracted mostly because of what they think other people are thinking about them
2: what think their life
1: looks like or they're trying to keep up with other persons and they can't and so they're just like yo forget this i can't bother with this little job this is a fool full job so let me try to do something else that's gonna like make me money fast or something so it's is a lot about being very um intentional and just um not focused on on what the crowd is you know what's happening social media <laughs> all of that is such a big distraction sometimes you know,
0: as you bring that up, I remember this um, this saying I heard: the eighteen forty sixty rule, and it says that when you're eighteen years old, you want to please everybody, you want to show everybody that you can do it. You're you can do what everybody else can do, you can do it well. But I reached the forty years old, you realize that you know what? Um, nobody was really watching me. oh uh, well, you can be like, oh no, I can do whatever I want to do. I can do it, mm-hmm. whatever anybody else says. But then by the time you reach the 60 years old, you realize that nobody cared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody cared. No
1: cares. And that's a good outlook to have to just know eventually, none of what you're so worried about right now is going to matter, what people think. It's not going to matter. I mean, definitely, even in your 30s, you get so much more confident in yourself. That's something I realized when I turned 30. Um, yeah, so you just start to do what what works best for your life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even going back to Sajikor or going to Sajikor, um, that was also hard too because um, it. I know some people look on the outside and, of course, be like, oh, yeah, so our clothing line is doing well, so she got find a job, a 9-to-5 job. So that is also something that I had to deal with. I mean, I, I struggled with that, actually, that concept of, you know this. This like people are gonna just realize that this is not working out for me, and you know, just be like that girl clothing line does not work. But yeah, yeah, I, you know, so I had to really sit down and talk to myself and say Jamie, it's not about anybody else. It's about your life and what you want to achieve. And leave yeah. It there. Mm-hmm.
0: Leave it right there. Leave leave it just there. focus on what really matters. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to get your input. a few things so what are your views on goals timelines
1: and measuring success my view on goals I mean I'm all for it Uh, Mm -hmm. first of all I don't even know how you go through life without not having an idea of what you want and that's exactly what goals are it's just things that you want and I guess if you're waking up every day not knowing what you want then it's kind of like I guess you just stay in bed like what are you getting up for (laughs) You know, so the goals to yeah. me are just definitely like guidelines to how I'm going to live you know what I want out of life, how am I going to get there. um The timeline is also important, but that's a tricky one because you know things can happen, <laughs> and you don't want to beat upon yourself when it's not necessarily going with your timeline. COVID-19 has showed us all that things can really be out of our control right so I mean mm-hmm. I had a goal I was trying to meet in the first quarter of the year and it just clearly didn't happen because COVID happened and uh, I mean I'm, I'm getting another chance now to achieve that goal so I just have to jump back on it so timelines are great mm-hmm. I definitely think we should set them but don't beat up yourself if you know that you did everything to get there and you did not meet it don't beat up yourself. But more than likely, it was some external factors that you couldn't um, that you couldn't control anyway. And just know that there's another chance to get it right. Um, and how I measure mm-hmm. success is definitely whatever makes you happy. Um, success yeah. is just how satisfied I am with how satisfied I am <laughs> with what I have done not what my friend has done or that friend has done. Um, You have to be so comfortable um, with what you are doing with your life. And if you're not, then you set some goals and you set some timelines and you get there. But you definitely Mm -hmm. will never be happy if you're clearly running down what somebody else's definition of success is. If her definition of success or his Mm -hmm. definition of success is you know the the bmw the big house whatever and i don't get that am i going to you know feel bad about my life so i try and i mean just to be totally honest here because i feel like this should be an honest space um since we're talking about you know just mental health and wellness and all yes. of that i you know i i've definitely i'm i've been there um getting better but i've definitely gone through the comparisons with like my friends because i kind of took a different route i was trying to get my business going so i diverted from corporate life for years and kind of was just doing this mm-hmm. while in pursuit of the business so yes like if i was supposed to look at material gains i would feel that i'm behind some of my closest friends who kind of just stopped the course left me went into their careers and just stayed focused with that and so yes they achieved you know a level of success that or you know a level of success that i haven't gotten yet and that i'm still going after but so i have to still just be easy on myself to know that you are trying to you know accomplish a certain dream it's not like i was sitting down at home not doing anything so that's different Uh you know that you are hustling on your grind working hard i am not a lazy girl nobody can say that about me um yes then you shouldn't feel bad you know because things happen and honestly for what i was doing or what i am doing fashion i mean a fashion designer in jamaica is not easy in terms mm-hmm. of you know like you may not really ever get rich unless you probably try to venture outside of jamaica and really probably even plant roots outside of jamaica so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know i'm about you know not to deter anyone
2: yes
1: (laughs) hey i mean the other day i was thinking about rihanna being somebody from you know a little girl from barbados and is now like the most like the richest female musician right now Mm -hmm. that's crazy to me so it can happen you know i'm just saying it's not easy so don't beat upon yourself if you feel like you're behind other persons who may have stuck a more conventional course you know Right.
0: I totally agree. Mm-hmm. You have to just look at what you are doing and where you are going. Big up, Skip young. the comparison game.
1: <laughs> That's Skip the You haven't seen me in a long time. That's why I'm back right
0: now. <laughs> oh no, Jamie. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, Kimberly.
2: Go back to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. That's right. You
0: have to enjoy what you're doing <laughs> yes. and focus on where you're going. Yeah. Alright, so Pertaining to balancing all the aspects of your life. Now, you know, you have your nine to five, you have your passion projects, you have your motherhood, you have your hobbies. How do you balance all of these?
1: Um, plan. Planning. Planning. Um, as we touched on last night on the Twitter Live, it is a lot of putting every single thing in my calendar. Uh, right. Try to leave weekends a little bit flexible, but Monday to Friday, it is called so-and-so at this time you know, drop off, like everything. I don't try to remember anything because I know I'm not going to. So literally mm-hmm. somebody says, and I mean sometimes it depends, right? Because you could be driving, somebody says something to you, you may not be able to put in your calendar at that moment and so it might slip you. But 90% of the time, if you tell me mm-hmm. something, as simple as it is, I'm going to put in my calendar. If it's a Jamie, call me back at this time. Jamie, check on this for me. I'm going to put in my calendar. I'm not going to remember. And so we have yeah. to, um, yeah, use up the tools to us. I mean, we're in 2020. Every phone have some little notes up in there. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to write things down, Google has its calendar. You put in the date and the time to do things. When people tell mm-hmm. me they don't remember meetings with me, I'm like, you didn't put it in your calendar. <laughs> like, uh, Yes. Or you know, like you didn't remember to do this and I'm like, but you have to put it in your calendar. Like and I mean, you know, how why are you going to try to give yourself more work to remember mm-hmm. everything? Um and especially as you mentioned, as a mother, when you get to that point, even worse, you have to be very sorry, I'm hearing my son and I'm yes, like, Yeah. <laughs> so you have to be so strategic about your days. There's no mm-hmm. room Poor, like, oh, let me just not let me just chill right now, you know, especially if it's a day when you know that there's a lot to do. So, like, today when I went to the office, um, you know, I mean, my office, we have a lot of young people in there, we're like a vibrant branch, easy to get distracted. And you know, I so saw a couple of my co workers, like, you know, I wanted to just kind of chill with them, hang out with them, um, and they probably have everything together, you know, but I know I had to reach home at a certain time to do the live. And yes. you know, oh, I have to be, you know, I have my son, so I don't want to be like super tired. So you go in the office and you literally schedule everything you need to do.
2: You get it done and
1: you're out of there. And then you move on to something else. So when I'm in core mode, I'm in core mode. I'm not doing YC work at the same time. I plan a day for YC and I do that on that day. Only. Yeah. Um, you know, things will get muddled and things will, you know, clearly things will spill over right? Yeah. Especially core work. I can't really cut that off completely, but yeah, you can have days where you said, this is my side hustle. This is my passion day. This is what I'm going to focus on. If you don't have a flexible job like that, where you can set aside a day, then you use your weekends. You, after you come home from the nine to five, then you jump on your, your side hustle. Give it two hours. Even mm-hmm. that two hours day, yes. day, you're going to reach far with that side hustle. And, um, One thing I always tell persons who don't have children, use your time wisely. Yeah. You have the most time Mm -hmm. that you will ever have in the world right (laughs) now. Trust me. Because when it gets into a child, like, your free time is not really free time. You know, your free time is still kind of watching them from the corner of your eye or, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that they're not you know trying to kill themselves or something you know so so you yeah, need yes a person who right now and not to say if you don't have children you're not busy but yeah if you do eventually want children just consider the time you have no pressures and hustle your hardest so when they come you don't feel so pressured to be doing all these things at one time because it's going to be super hard especially if you don't have a lot of support I do so that's probably why i can do a lot of the things that i do but if you mm-hmm. don't you you need to be so careful about how you structure your day you cannot let people distract you you have to put things in your calendar set everything for hour. Oh, uh, you know like i need to finish this within the hour and move on to the next thing so yeah yes
0: hey, that's excellent advice <laughs> mean fans coming up, man, I love it. Oh, these are friends, not fans at all. Friends, <laughs> oh, friends.
2: friends.
0: <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. So, pertaining to motherhood,
2: mm-hmm.
0: do you ever feel like work or passion is somehow overshadowing your relationship with your child?
2: Oh
1: well, yeah, sure. Um, you know, there is a lot of times when I, I might have to come home late or. You know, I've been at the office sometimes till like one o'clock in the morning. And, you know, that's when clearly I have to pull on my family, you know, and his dad and all of that. So it's 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 support and um, trying not to beat up on yourself mentally about it. Um, but then also seeing how maybe you can restructure things to spend more time with them. Because sometimes if you really work it out, you can't say, maybe i don't need to be here as long how can i be home more like you know as much as you can because i know there are some jobs where you really just don't have that flexibility um but yeah if you're a working mom it's always you're always gonna have that guilt um Mm -hmm. but you just use your time wisely when you have it so as i said weekends Clearly, you try to not, maybe not do any work on the weekends. Um, right. And just really just leave that for your, for your child and try to do that as much as possible. Just not do work mm-hmm. on the weekends and lay down <laughs> <laughs> and, and watch him run up
2: and down. <laughs>
1: but yeah, so, um, yeah, but it's just more you just not. Feeling guilty. That's more what it is. Your child will forgive you, show them love when Mm -hmm. you can, and make sure they do their (laughs) homework. That's fair. All right. So, what has it been like being
0: a working mom during quarantine? Oh. Your child's at home,
1: right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Boy, Mm -hmm. that's tough. (laughs) That's tough, but I quickly created a strategy or a routine. Um, I I realized that Mm -hmm. it's more about trying to create a routine more than anything else. Um, In the beginning of quarantine, I was just going with the flow and whatever come, come. And and then, you know, clearly I eased off of work for like a month. Um, And then when I realized, oh, I got to get back in it, got to get back in Mm -hmm. the game, I immediately just created some sort of routine. Um, So I don't Mm -hmm. leave my house every day i just leave my house every other day. Um, I try not mm-hmm. to set meetings during his Zoom sessions time. So I'm there with him when he's doing the sessions. I try to, as much as I can, unless it's a meeting, I can't avoid during the time. But yeah, so mm-hmm. I just realized, all right, this is annoying and frustrating the way that I was doing it. And then kids also, and he's three, right? So I'm not really pressuring him to like, doing no bag of work or anything. But kids will just... You have to give them structure. And in the beginning, I wasn't. So even to get him to do the Zoom classes were, like, so frustrating. If you're a parent out there, like, I don't know if you've ever wanted to be like... Why? Why you don't know this? Why not answering the teacher? Mm. Um, you know, because he must have been like, yo, for the last month, I was just watching TV all day. Like, what do you mean, most Zoom sessions? So, um, so, yes, I tried to get him into a routine now and myself, as I said, where I can still be effective at work. So, I cut down my hours, which it goes back to what I said really just knowing yes. that when I go to the office, Jamie, you have three hours do everything that you can do now because when you get Mm -hmm. home you have to go back into mommy mode at least you know so yeah that's how i've been working out quarantine just a lot of scheduling and structure especially more now than it was before
0: okay so routine is key and sticking to the Mm -hmm. routine Mm -hmm. sticking to the parameters that you set for yourself being consistent yes okay all right, that's excellent advice. I can attest to that. Yeah, as well,
2: yeah.
0: all right. So, <laughs> so, question now, how do you avoid feeling overwhelmed when you have so many moving parts?
1: Yeah, um, I pray definitely, pray a lot when I start to feel you know, I can't have those moments where you'll just feel overwhelmed, start crying. And <laughs> well, it break your up am, for peace. Oh, hear me now.
0: Yes, you pray when
1: what? Oh, you heard me? You sure?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah, so yes. a lot of prayer involved, you know, the moments when you're crying and nobody don't know. You know, I just pray about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know God not given me more than I can bear, so it's just that. But we're humans, so nothing wrong if you just cry now and then. <laughs> But I definitely don't make it be two days of back-to-back feeling overwhelmed or crying. So Mm -hmm. you cry, you pray, and then you back out the journal and create some sort of plan. You know, as I said, the overwhelmed feeling is usually because there's no structure. Mm Because I was there, I definitely, I remember even a sermon at my church one time was talking about allowing God to help you to... Or to show you the best way to structure your day because that's where a lot of the the overwhelm feeling and the anxiety come from um so i really had to get into that mode where i pray and i say, god all right show me the best way to attack this day you now mm-hmm. show me what i need to do which is i think why i got into putting yc stuff to like its own day or telling myself Half the day is YC, half the day is Core, Like, I had to start getting into that way of thinking, not trying to do everything at once because there's no way I'm to do it. um, Being a mom or at home and being in mommy mode, unless, as I said, I do have a lot of support. So of course, if I'm home and there's something I need to do for work, you know, I can. You know, someone will definitely take him over. My mom will step in. My sister will step in. Yeah. Um, you know, he's at his father a lot, too. So, I do have a flexibility even where mommy life is concerned, actually. Yeah. But, after you know, I'm still a mom, and I still want him to feel like I'm primarily there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's a bunch of prayer and strategy going on. Well, how did that come about? When did, when did you start
0: taking that approach? Because a lot of persons mm-hmm. um, would think that you could just do it on your own
1: or just keep trying, trying, trying to it fails? Oh, failed. no, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Definitely oh. not because <laughs> I tried to just do it on my own. And like, it was, I was crying. I was crying because I was feeling overwhelmed and not, you know, like I'm I sending him out to school and I'm trying to have meetings right after I drop him off to school. And then I got to the point where I said, Jamie, you cannot do meetings before X time. Yeah. You just have to be strict about that. And you have to propose only that time to people yeah and uh, you know it, there might be a circumstance where clients can only meet me earlier than my preferred time And mm-hmm. in that window then i'll be flexible and i will just restructure my day wake up a little earlier but before the trying to feel like my day can start the same way as someone else who doesn't have to drop off their child to school i had to get over that quickly mm-hmm. you know my job it's it's sales and we're a very driven and ambitious branch. And as I said, there are lots of young people in my branch. And so I started to be like, but I want to wake up as, per- why can't I wake up so early? And yeah, and then come home at eight o'clock at nine o'clock at night. And I started to feel like maybe I'm not working hard enough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then I realized that our lives are different. You know? Right. I have a child. Like I cannot be on the road till nine <laughs> o'clock mm-hmm. at night. Right. Um, so i have to just do things differently and do what works for me and be comfortable with that so you set your structure and you allow you put people into that life that you've created for yourself be flexible when you need to be but um for the most part i have my hours and you just have to fit into those hours and usually most people can fit in the hours and i'm not not (laughs) no crazy But you you have to be comfortable with knowing what works for you. Because that's where they're going to be most effective. I wasn't effective having like 9 o'clock meetings when I'm probably dropping off my son to school like 10 to 9. And then I race to a meeting. And, then I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm and I'm like, what are we talking about again? Like, you know, that don't make sense. I give myself breathing space now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I love that.
2: Mm-hmm. I love
0: that. Because... We like to compare ourselves to people who have completely yes. different experiences from us. Yeah,
1: you don't know why they can have those long hours in their day. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know yeah. what accommodations they've made or they just don't have as many responsibilities as you so they can't commit to that thing for the, those amount of hours. Exactly. I also had to remember that you have a clothing line you're trying to do. You have a child, you have a personal finance page with the sister. So, you know, everything can't be done with the same amount of intensity. Mm-hmm. Either. Right? You're one That's person. True. So, it
2: must
0: be easy on yourself. Which is why in this discussion I made mean, a point of duty to not just call it work-life balance or work and passion, but also incorporating your responsibilities. Because yeah, yeah. you have to factor in your responsibilities.
1: Your responsibilities, yeah. yeah. So, parents um spoke you know people who are married like i'm sure that's a whole nother dynamic Mm -hmm. you you have to think of your spouse like you think of your child you have to give them the time right um lord i'm not i'm not married and i'm like when i am what's gonna happen (laughs) yes that's a whole nother (laughs) new plan (laughs) that's that's our new plan
0: (laughs) exactly i love that Mm -hmm. so you talked about setting your boundaries and right? How do you go about doing that? How do you communicate your boundaries to others?
1: Yeah, well, as I said, you know, when when I'm going back to Sajikor, when I'm setting those meetings, um, I pitch my times, my preferred times. Mm -hmm. Um, If they can't work with it, sometimes it might have to be like, okay, maybe not this day, probably another day at that time can work for them. Mm-hmm. But clearly, if you're coming down to it where boy Jamie, I can only meet you at six o'clock at night, you know, I will <laughs> make myself available, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but in a just, personal sense, you just know structure things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, sorry, what are you saying?
0: On a personal sense, how do you uh, communicate your
1: boundaries outside of work? Oh, so outside of work, I don't know boundaries. Joking? <laughs> 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 I'm joking. Um... Outside of work, I mean, it just you yes, know, talking mind, <laughs> talking <your> mind, <laughs> talking mind. I mean, I've I've had to do that, with mm-hmm. people. um, and it comes with become it comes with being confident in who you are. It doesn't come overnight. You have to be confident in,
2: you know, not
1: caring if this or it's not a matter of not caring, yeah. but being so strong or being so um, adamant about your beliefs that. If someone cannot go with this, then it's better them just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you can relate this to relationships, to friend, you know, you know, romantic relationships, to friendships. If they can't work with how you do things, then either you know, you come to a compromise, and hopefully, it's not that you're you no know, compromising your beliefs. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's a way that you know you can work things around own, or you just. Let it go. But yeah, I've definitely come to the point where I'm so confident just talking my mind. Like, if that doesn't work for me, I'm just telling you straight up. It right. right. Talking yes. mind. Simple as that. Hashtag talking yeah. mind. Talking
0: <laughs> mind. All right. So we're, we're wrapping up. So I want our viewers to just drop their questions below. You could either put it in the comments or you could use the question tab right next to the comment section. But I'll start right. you off, Jamie.
2: Something
1: or so? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> First yeah. of hmm. yeah, all, Twitter knows Instagram. Yeah, I was right.
1: like, to <laughs> <I> have <life?"> a <laughs>
0: yeah. So I'll start you off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question is, and this question has been coming up a lot. Since you know, you're an entrepreneur, run your own thing, what advice would you give to someone who wants to start a business? Oh,
1: for sure, create a business plan. Mm-hmm. I didn't. <laughs> And I, I I know there are businesses out there that's really just made it. You know, just, they never have no plan. They never, they just make it. Mm-hmm. And that's possible. But how oh, would this man about your age is showing? this it. all that. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I, but I think it's so important to do that. Do I have yeah. to understand? this It have to be nothing too in-depth, but at least outline your... Your brand strategy, outline, who you're targeting, outline, um, you know, whatever it is that you're selling or whatever, the product, the cost to produce it, every single cost. Yes. Something in my early days I ignored was just, even things like gas. I never factored that in. And so I just be driving all the time and my gas just are done out and, you know, the sales not recovering, you know, it's not covering those costs. And so clearly, you know, it's like you're almost selling the things. Fun, you know, it's not. It's, it, it doesn't come worth it at the end of the mm-hmm.
2: day. Yeah, which I
1: definitely went through years of really underselling my brand um, because there are lots of costs involved. Even your time, your creativity, mm-hmm. back to those in. You know, make sure you really have a plan of how everything is going to get done. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: also, if you're in a nine to five, no, say save save for the business don't just jump ship and go
2: yes um,
1: you know definitely try to save because your brand your business is not going to just take off right um so you want to know that you have a buffer mm-hmm. you want to have a safety net that your build your other bills can be paid even though the business itself might not be generating the income at that point so you want to be strategic about it. Um, try not to be too emotional. I was very emotional about my decision when I first stepped out of ninety-five and jumped into my um, my passion. It was more. I had a couple of deaths in my family, and I just kind of felt like life is so short. Like I need to get out. Why am I sitting here being so unhappy? And yeah. And I just kind of went, you know, and. Uh, I wish, I do look back and wish that I had planned it a little bit better. Yes. Um, so that's very important to plan your way out. If you're yes. planning to leave the night to to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so business plan. And of course, those things now are just on Google everywhere. You can check mm-hmm. business plan and, and even factor in the possibility of getting like an assistant or someone to help you. Because I was... You think I'm a one-woman show now? Trust me. Why well, see everything me? Still now, it's everything me. Except for sewing the stuff. But everything is me. Um, And times have taken on people. But you have to really um, factor that in. Because it's so important to have help. So mm-hmm. important. You will be more effective if you have somebody helping you. You'll yes. get more work done. You'll have more time to just be creative. I spent so much time just running up and down on the road, sitting down with the tailor, then cussing them. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, co- I probably could have been at home designing while somebody else was doing that. <laughs> so, yeah. So even think about how soon after starting a business you can probably get an employee or something. I think that's so important. That's an excellent an excellent point right there.
0: So we have a question from Jillian. I think you might have touched on about what inspired you to create your own fashion line,
1: yeah, I touched on it a bit in the beginning. Um, as I said, it was more from a business standpoint. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was a girl who was like fashionable when I was younger. I was more of a tomboy. You yes, know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: wear shirts and t-shirt to shorts and t-shirt to church and sneakers, and that was more my mode. Clearly, As you got older, you became more aware of fashion and those things. So. Starting the line, it was a t-shirt line first. That's what we started it as. So it was more of a business, um, stra- you know, trying to start my own business and seeing what was popular at the time and thinking that we could offer a different, um, a different point of view or a different look
2: to the Jamaican
1: t-shirt um, industry. Um, so, yeah, so that's why it started. And, I mean, Fashion Canada just now became something I was passionate about over time and yeah so it just evolved but it evolved so it grew totally evolved it. totally grew trust me so the brand the brand was Yadi conscious first mm-hmm. it's now love yc mm-hmm. it has totally evolved yes <laughs> from what it used to be so that's so that's important and you know to try to rebrand yourself mm-hmm. um you know don't let people lose sight of what the brand is but they should be able to see the growth, mm-hmm. they should be able to see maturity and all of that. But still, at the core, know that a conscious, <laughs> you know, that's yardy conscious.
0: Like, yes, you know. know your roots. Okay, so my last question to you: mm-hmm. simple and short. What would you? What's your one of advice for somebody who is trying to balance
1: their life? One line of advice. One line. somebody's trying to balance their life, Mm -hmm. I would say, do your best. Do your best. Mm -hmm. I mean, simple as that. I think at the end of the day, if you can honestly, when you're having those conversations with yourself, honestly, look in the mirror and say to yourself, I am doing everything I can do, then you will, you know, work out everything else, right? Um, every area in your life, look on it in its own separate way and say, Am I doing my best here? If not, then you work it out. Am I doing my best here? If not, then you work it out. Um, but overall, You just, you can't be too hard on yourself. We're never going to be everything to every area that we want to be. I wish I was doing more with YC, of course. But I have a child and I have another job and, you know, I have other things I want to do. I'm not just YC. I actually Mm -hmm. think I have different facets to me. And there are people like that who are like me. I know not everybody is, but I actually. You know, they said that you utilize your left and right side of your brain. Yes. I, so. I have my creative side, but I also do like finance. And I do, mm-hmm. you know, as I said, I, I actually love the econ in six form. Like, who loves econ? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, you know, the Minister of Finance. But I, yeah, I loved econ. Eh? Um, and so I, even just doing YC by itself, I was actually not fulfilled. As much mm-hmm. as I love YC, I could never see myself only doing that. Yeah. So you have to just, um, if you find that you're in that space like I am, where you are constantly not feeling fulfilled, just activating one side of that brain, mm-hmm. then do it all, and then just do your best and don't your best. You know, don't don't kill up yourself if everything is not going exactly how you want to do it. You know. Yeah. That's excellent advice, Jamie. Wow.
0: Thank you so much for your contribution. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I love love
1: the X-Pixel Perfect team. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're doing Mm -hmm. good in our community, especially in these times.
1: Yes, yes. 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 I love that, you know, you guys are opening up this space. Um, You know, just to allow people to be honest. I've never had a conversation. You know, People usually interview me about, like, YC or they might interview me about finance but Mm -hmm. never really everything together um, indexed. Yes. And really trying to, you know, see how it all works behind the scenes. I hope it helps somebody to, you know, be a little bit easier on themselves. You know, people see me out there doing a bag of things, trust me, behind Mm -hmm. the scenes, I'm like, (laughs) I want, I'm not doing enough. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's constantly talking to myself to say, "Do what you can, do your best, just do your best, do your
0: best." Yeah. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you again, Jamie, for being here. <laughs> uh, we'll be seeing you next week for another episode of Candid Convo's. We'll bring a very special guest. We'll keep bringing the people who will help you with situations that you need assistance with. All right. So thanks for tuning in.